Hello everyone this is your host Vipul Narang and today I bring to you the first podcast of this year well my first podcast for this year in today's episode I'm going to talk about an update on the farmers protest the ground reality from the protest site itself at Singhu border information about bitcoin and last but not the least a study that i came across that mentioned how being a perfectionist is actually bad for you and your relationships subscribe to the podcast and my teeny tiny youtube channel if not done already and show me some love okay let's start with the most sensitive topic that has been in the news from quite a while now across the globe Unless you are someone living under a rock in this country you must be aware about the farmers protest at Singhu border right outside our capital New Delhi Now let me be up front in saying that I am not an expert at such things and neither am I going to attempt to take sides because of the same fact But I did try to read the bills and judge for myself if they are right or wrong What I found is that they were really hard to understand I did find a few things that seemed logical to my monkey mind like freedom of selling the produce to anyone and across different states but again as i mentioned i'm not an expert neither will i pretend to act like one on this topic as far as the update on the matter goes i do know that the ordinance that penalized the people for burning stubbles that make the air of national capital toxic every year has been taken back Now I do feel that this was not a right demand by the farmer union and it should have not been taken back by the government either but the hell do I know Currently the discussions are in a deadlock again as the farmers want the bills and amendment to be taken back as it is and government is not ready to do that So that was the update Now a few days back I along with a few friends of mine went to Himachal Pradesh to wind down for the year to reach our destination we used gps obviously which took us from a small detour around the protest site but in the middle of that detour our gps stopped functioning properly and we ended up in the middle of the protest site to be honest we were paranoid at first given what media had been showing anybody would be concerned for their safety given what has been shown in the media lately but what i saw there just made me respect our farmers even more To comment in one line the protest is peaceful as it can be with most of the farmers/people in the protest coming from Punjab they are staying there and helping each other in the same chardi kala spirit they do everything i saw them praying to god reading religious scriptures making and serving food taking care of each other you name it the weather conditions of course are really bad but they are still standing their ground despite everything I was told that farmers are having a picnic in air quotes with hot water bath nice meals with pizza and what not but what I saw there was nothing close to that it might be possible that there are certain sites set up that look extravagant but majority of people protesting there are not having the so called picnic most of them are bathing right there on the road using cold water from the tanker for heaven's sake still they are maintaining peace at the same time voicing their concern in the form of a protest which is a big deal now if i have to state my opinion on this as i mentioned before are the bills good or not i am not sure i went through the documentation myself and it was hard for me to understand and i am reasonably educated how does the government expect a poor farmer to understand it properly 
I just fail to understand that. I have nothing against this government or its policies, but where this government has failed time and again is with their communication policy or strategy, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it started with the abrogation of Article 370 and it is continuing with the farm bills. How hard it is to identify this significant flaw in functioning that no matter whatever reforms they have tried to introduce has been met with severe protest every time. Unless this is a strategy of the government. What do you think about this? Let me know in the comment section. And it is because of this lack of effective communication strategy that the anti-national forces around the globe are misleading millions of people via social media. Let me give you an example. There are a couple of meme pages that I follow on Instagram and from past month or so, all I've seen is hate-filled false information being spread by them. I mean, seriously, I don't understand on what grounds these kids who were not born in this country, only visited this country for vacations, are organizing rallies, marches and abusing people and government here in India. What they fail to understand is that their actions sitting thousands of miles away are not going to affect them in any shape, way or form, but it can take an ugly turn for people here in India. And let me talk about the singers who are respected most for their art. They are making songs so violent that just adds to the tension. One very famous singer who has the same beef with government as Bindrawale did, wrote a song that had a line that mentioned he will rip off the head of Delhi by keeping one knee on the neck. I mean, why? If you see the video of these songs, you will be amazed by their ignorance. They are all well-educated and still choose shit over roses. Use your fucking art to spread love and peace and not violence and hate. Well, there are a lot of issues with safeguarding the interest of farmers when it comes to contract farming and I'm all for it. But even then, destroying the towers of a company just because it doesn't fit the socialist agendas of certain parties can discredit all what our farmers had been peacefully protesting for. People like Yograj Singh who want to turn this into a religious matter should be boycotted at all cost. And so should be done with these political parties who once were in favor of these reforms and bills but now are using the protest for their own personal gains. Anyways, Whatever the case may be, I hope at least some good comes out of these struggles of our farmers and what they are going through. I do also believe a lot of them have been misguided by the middleman who are driving these protests directly or indirectly for safeguarding their personal interests, of course. But I feel bad for the farmers who are again suffering between the government and the middleman. Well, with that off my chest, let's move on to the next point. Bitcoin. I noticed Bitcoin was a trending term on Google these days. On further analysis, I found that it is not recent. It has been the same since a long time now. Bitcoin as a search term has been termed as an outbreak on Google Trends. Why they have chosen this word? Well, I don't have a clue about that. But whatever the case may be, the reason why Bitcoin is such a hot keyword these days is because the price of Bitcoin has skyrocketed in the past month and it has just crossed $34,000. But does that mean that you should invest in it? I don't know, and I'm not an expert. But I do know that it is highly volatile for an average investor. I do have a fair bit of understanding of what cryptocurrency is, how it works, and how it is the future, but I do not know if you should invest in it like a herd. 
The reason why it is so volatile or why it is getting expensive by the day is because of the simple principle of supply and demand. Bitcoin's founding code was embedded with the condition that there will always be a finite number of coins available. This scarcity is what gives Bitcoin its value. Out of 21 million Bitcoins, 18.5 millions have been mined. And the algorithm has been set up in a way that every four years, the reward per transaction for mining these Bitcoins is halved. So just projecting on the same shows that the 21st million Bitcoin will not be mined anytime before the year 2140. With that said, if you want to invest in it or not, it is totally up to you. If you are late to the party or not, it is hard to say at this time. Now, moving on to the final and another important topic of today's episode on how perfectionism is destroying your productivity. When I read the headline of this study, I laughed with prejudice, but uh, when I read it in detail, I was amazed on how true it was. A lot of you would agree with me on one point and that is the real world is not perfect. And those of you who don't agree are people who consider themselves a perfectionist or strive for perfectionism in whatever you do. And friends, that might have more cons than pros for you. Being a perfectionist is like a kind of weakness. And saying that Steve Jobs was able to achieve a lot because he was a perfectionist is not completely right. Steve Jobs was able to achieve a lot not just because he was a perfectionist, but due to other qualities he had on top of being a perfectionist. See, I'm not saying that being a perfectionist is all bad, but the drawbacks outweigh the benefits. To give you an example, a study last year found that perfectionism is directly aligned with stress, burnout, anxiety, and even depression. Now that being said, to find out if you are a perfectionist or not, ask yourself these questions. Number one, do I have ridiculously high standards for myself, high beyond reach or reason? Number two, do I strain impulsively and unremittingly towards impossible goals? And number three, do I measure my self-worth entirely in terms of productivity and accomplishment? If the answer to these questions is yes, then you are someone who a classical perfectionist is. There are several types of perfectionists depending upon what is the driving force for perfectionism and you can read about them on the internet. But whatever type you are, you might be hurting yourself, people who work under you, with you, and even people you love. Because you being a perfectionist, expect others around you to be the same as well. So what should you do to fix this or move past this, you may ask? The first and the most obvious thing to do is accept that the real world is imperfect and set realistic expectations for yourself. In other words, treating your standards and beliefs as possibilities or guesses about the way the world should be, rather than as hard facts. Let me give you a personal example. In the past year, I had the opportunity to work on a machine learning project that not just gave me a good learning experience, but also gave me a chance to create an impact within my organization. But due to my absurdly high standards for this project, I got so deep into improving the efficiency of this project that all my waking hours, I was spending time on improving the accuracy of my project. I got so obsessed with it that I started losing sleep over it. My manager then sat me down and told me that the agreed upon specs are these and you should stick to these. 
striving for more is good but not very efficient and productive in every case hence i made my peace with it and learned my lesson so set realistic expectations and goals and then be content once you have achieved them do not and i repeat do not obsess over them and if you have trouble like understanding what realistic expectations are which is normal given that you have been a perfectionist all through your life the best option is to ask people you work with or for your loved ones what their expectations are from you 9 times out of 10 you will find that their expectations are not as astronomical as you thought number 2 allocate your time smartly if you have to be perfectionist about something be perfectionist about your time and effort everyone is aware of this 80 20 rule i recently heard a tim ferris podcast episode in which he was uh, talking to richard cock and they were discussing this 80 20 principle i will highly recommend you listening to that podcast as well so the key takeaway for me from that podcast was this 80 20 principle that 80% of the result comes from 20% of the effort along those lines make sure you focus your energy and time on the 20% effort that is going to produce most of the result and do not fixate on the 80% not so significant effort i know it is going to take time but trust me it will be worth it there must be more ways to overcome this perfectionist mindset but i found these two to be most practical and easy to start with but it will take time a habit is something done over and over so stick to these and keep repeating them and soon these will become a habit and you will be free from the traps of perfectionism leading an even more fulfilled life than ever this brings me to the end of the long podcast episode i hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you like and share your thoughts on the same in the comment section as well do not forget to share it with your friends who you think might benefit from this if you feel that their attention span is not as good as yours i will add snippets of this podcast on youtube as well you can share those with your family and friends so until next time take care and keep it real my friends